What happens when we have a vision for our life and it just doesn't go as planned? Well, for today's stranger, when he and his wife found out that they couldn't conceive, their story went from grief and doubt into something neither of them expected and into something that turned into something even bigger than himself. Hi, I'm Matt Hayes, and this is episode number 18 of Meet a Stranger. Becoming a parent is something most people dream of, but for some, they're not able to have kids. Now, I haven't been in this situation, but from friends of mine that have gone through it, they told me that learning that news is not easy. But just because you can't physically conceive with your partner the traditional way doesn't mean that you can't become a parent. As Stranger Number 18 shares with us about his journey today. When he found out that he couldn't become a parent the traditional route, his life went in a different direction. And he went from not only just becoming a parent, but becoming a man of service to a bigger community. Take a listen. How long have you and your wife been together for? Uh, we have been together for just under eight years. We've been married for six. At what point did you learn that the two of you could not have kids? We were about seven months into our marriage. Uh, we had always, on our second date, we actually talked about uh, the fact that we both had to have kids. And then or we got engaged after 10 months, got married 10 months later, and then seven months into our marriage, uh, we found out we couldn't have kids. And uh, it shook our world immensely. One thing I always stress when it comes to couples that are going through fertility struggles, whether it's the male or the female, it's both as a couple. It's you are a unit that cannot have kids. It's not, even if it's male reason or female reason or sometimes the unknown, it's like it's something you're experiencing together. And that's something I always stressed with, with her, no matter what. Like, okay, it's we can't have kids. It's not you can't have kids. It's not I can't have kids. It's we can have kids. So then what did you two decide to do? We went through over a year of grief, of denial. We explored options. We talked about adoption. We had some friends that went through adoption through uh, private agencies. For a while, we actually settled on the fact that it was going to be just the two of us. And then we kind of, the start of 2019, we went to Disney World. And just to kind of start the year off on a higher note, we adopted a dog that year, which we didn't think we were going to do because my wife was kind of against having dogs. And then that opened up, opened our hearts back up in ways that we didn't really think. And we got involved in a foster care program that our church was a part of. And seeing what a need there was for foster parents uh, after just a week of helping our church out. We knew that with our house, that the fact we bought it with the idea of having kids, we knew that this isn't something we could ignore. So we decided to get involved in the foster system with the idea of just fostering, never the idea of adopting, but more just fostering and helping not only the kids, but the families as well, the bio parents or whoever might be involved. And so now you've adopted children. Yes, we adopted two boys out of the adoption foster system. Uh, the oldest one we had, he came to us at three months, uh, and he is now three years old. And then his half-brother came to us at a day old, 
and he just turned two this year. Oh, amazing. When you made the decision to bring these children permanently into your life and to make them yours, what did that do to your hearts at that point? What was that like? Because you went through a lot of grief not that long earlier when you couldn't, when you thought I could not have children. Now you have two children in your home. Well, again, we started out with the whole idea of just fostering. And the reason we did had the idea of just fostering was because we believed in helping the family as a whole. And we didn't want to go into it with the idea of foster to adopt because we didn't want to be rooting against the biological parents in any way. We wanted to help them get the kids back. And then it kind of came to a point where we weren't necessarily rooting against the biological parents, but we kind of realized that they weren't really doing the things that they needed to get the kids back. And so it kind of just came to a point where we realized, okay, these are our kids. Like, they're meant to be with us. Like, we hope that the courts would agree. And it was tough going through it all because we knew at some point, like, after permanent custody was given to the county, then we had to await the appeal process. And then we were told no appeals were put in. And so we were relieved, like, okay, this next step, there are kids. And then being told later on, like, oh, no, wait, there was an appeal. <sighs> okay. And the fact that there are two black kids and we're a white couple in a predominantly white community, it's like, okay, well, is it better that they are with us or should they go back to the parents? Like, and should be raised in a way like where that honors their upbringing and their tradition and their history in ways that maybe we won't be able to do. But all in all, when it came to it, like we knew in our hearts that they were meant to be with us and just the joy we felt on adoption day and the tears that were shed and the laughs and the memories that we knew we were going to start making uh, is something that every chance we have to make a memory and, and create a new experience for them that they might not have had is something that we are so extremely grateful for. What have you learned about yourself through this whole process? I have learned that it's a lot easier for me to put others before me than I would have thought. It is a struggle sometimes, and you do take on, you do take some emotional hits, and you do have to swallow your pride a lot of times, but when you're able to put your kids first and put others first, it's hard to put into words, like just knowing that every little thing you do is going to have a larger effect on them, because when you're dealing with kids that young, you're building the foundation for what they're going to build the rest of their life on. So. It's important for me to teach them how to to put others first. So it's not, not only am I putting them first, I'm teaching them how to be kind and generous to other people. So the fact that I can look at that and realize that I'm building their foundation on how to treat people is bigger than I ever expected. I love when people take something in life that they didn't expect to happen and turn it into something special, which is what Stranger Number 18 did. Because now... He works hard every single day to help other people just like him who have decided to foster and adopt. I think it's absolutely amazing that someone could take their grief and turn it into something special to help children that need a home and to welcome them into your family. Kudos to you, sir, and to anyone else that have made that decision. You are what we need more of in this world. Think about this for a minute. What in your life has happened that you didn't expect to happen? 
but you turn it into something different and special and amazing. Or maybe you're in that boat right now. Maybe life threw you a curveball. Can you take that and turn it into something different, into something that could be absolutely amazing? Tell me, I'd love to hear about it. You can slide into my DMs on all those evil social media channels. Find me at Go Meet a Stranger. Until next time, I'm Matt Hayes. Onward.